Hey everybody, Craig Adams here. Welcome to my podcast. Today's an interview with Elena Tip-Tap Osborne. She's a filmmaker from New Zealand, a Kiwi, and last year she hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, the PCT, a popular American trail stretching over 2,600 miles from Mexico up to Canada. I met her briefly while trying to link up with my brother on the trail, Squirty Turtis, around Crater Lake. She eventually finished the entire way and started editing her PCT highlight film, Uploaded, and it's called It Is The People. I highly suggest you check it out. I think it just passed over a quarter of a million views, which is fantastic for a new YouTuber. She just gained upwards of 20,000 subscribers, and she's just killing it. You should really check out her videos before continuing this interview with her. And I'll also be hiking the PCT this year, 2020, starting in April. Super pumped, and I really enjoyed watching her series to get a sense of what it was like. And I think it made me start to think about how I might want to capture those four months uh, on film for my YouTube channel. So I definitely had some questions to ask her, and we scheduled a phone call, and here's that chat. Hey! Hello. <laughs> yeah, so you have been killing it on YouTube. Have have you been like asked to be on podcasts or talk oh. about the series at all or like Firstly, thank you. Um yeah, it's it is bizarre because yeah, I'm still doing things from my bedroom. Um so <laughs> definitely doesn't feel like success in that way, but it has been cool seeing I guess the growth of my channel and the kind of responses that I've been getting um this is actually my third podcast which is pretty insane um but yeah the third one in the space of like a week and a half um oh wow and yeah a couple people have been I guess reaching out to me um to ask me a bit about it um yeah which is equally cool um so what are people curious about two sides I guess uh People always ask about the general, generic questions about the trail, you know, that are really natural to have before heading out on something like the PCT, but also the um, filmmaking aspect of it, you know, what kind of gear was I using, Um, how I went about making my film, um, how I went about editing them. Um, Yeah, so there are those two aspects to the questions I'm kind of getting. Is the filmmaking aspect of explaining the behind the scenes of that exciting to you? Like, do you like talking about all the things that went into shooting, editing, uploading? I think it's interesting. It's easy to talk about. Um, At the same time, there was one guy who um, sent me an email and I sent him quite an in-depth email of how how I went about editing my, um, I guess, my bigger PCT film. And he, (laughs) he kind of, put it out there he he said I want to know all these things but at the same time I don't really want to take away the magic from it um because hmm. I guess when you're what on the watching end right all you see is the final product um you don't see the hours and hours of just banging your head against um your bear canister that is now being used as your uh microphone stand <laughs> um in all hours of the night so no, it's been interesting. It's cool to hear that people are really intrigued. Well, at least for me, I'm, I'm curious. Um, you know, a, a lot of my people who watch my videos 
recently are more hikers, but I do have a core group of filmmakers. So I feel like I have to ask those generic questions, but I am, I am always curious to know if it is actually fun for you to talk about. You know, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole if it's like, because <laughs> <No. laughs> you, you obviously didn't really, that's one thing I noticed. I don't think you really talked about the filmmaking process or any behind the scenes or any, any kind of focus on gear at all in your videos or on your channel. Yeah, I think that's more of a time <laughs> issue because um, I definitely um, it's my goal to get there, and I I think I mean I do enjoy talking about it um, when I get asked for sure. Um, in terms of yeah, having not filmed anything about gear or the filmmaking process, that is mainly due to me trying to finish the rest of my videos um, and trying to balance a full time job and. And some form of social life, um, but I will get there. The funny thing is, I guess because it's my videos have kind of just emerged um, online. In some ways, it's assumed that it's the first time I've picked up a camera or the first time I've sat behind um, a computer to edit a video. Um, but I guess what you don't see are the years leading up to that point, right? Um, mm -hmm. The kind of, I guess, not that it's a, it's completely vital, but, you know, a degree, I guess, studying it. And then, yeah, a couple years here and there of um, creating video content for other companies. And then finally being like, you know what, I am going to make something for myself. Um and I want to do something cool and badass and film it. So um, I guess that's, yeah, what you don't see in a way. Hmm. So is this giving you more confidence to maybe pursue a full-time career with your own content? Or what are you feeling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think the dream for sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm curious to know what your plan was going into it. Like, did you, how much planning for the film series did you do before you started the trail? I knew going in, I wanted to keep my camera with me, keep it close. And I knew I wanted a project, a video project to come out the other side with. Um, I guess in a way I'd heard a lot about, you know, post-trail grief, um, and leaving that lifestyle that you once lived. And so I knew, well, so I thought a good way to deal with that would be, have a pro would be to have a project to work on. Um, and I guess at the same time, it was my job. So, well, you know, working with vid video was my job. So having that continuously going for me um, was important. But in terms of... Um, I guess having a plan, not so much. I actually didn't even know what I was going to do with the shorter videos as well. Mm. Um, I didn't know if I was going to make a kind of um, chapter by chapter series. I planned on just filming a lot and maybe filming... Okay, actually, my initial plan mm. was literally to kind of film those vlogs per se and edit kind of very bare bones and maybe p try post while I'm on trail. Um, first day came around and I ditched that plan straight away. <laughs> um, I was like, there's no way I'm going to spend hours editing when I could be sleeping, walking or eating, you know, <laughs> yeah. you just don't want that to be a priority. I think I quickly realized, yes, I'm out here to hike. 
I want to capture it, but my priority is to hike and enjoy this experience and be present out here instead of sitting in my tent trying to edit something. Um, so that went out the window. So I thought, okay, my goal will be to make a video at the end. And I did that. And then um, I realized, and I was, I was going to leave it at that. And that's all I was going to do with it. Um, but then I guess from the positive responses I was getting, and the realization that I had a lot more of the story to tell, um, I decided to keep going with it. And I guess that's why the chapters have continued. Hmm, very interesting. So there there might have been a world in which that first video, It's All About the People, was the only thing that you kind mm -hmm. of uploaded? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh, wow. In my mind, it's funny because it's still, that still to me is the video <laughs> and I, I look at the chapters as more of a fun way of um reminiscing almost going back through it I say fun but you know also not fun when I'm sitting in my room <laughs> and it's sunny outside but you know it's um it is a nice way of going back through it um yeah, yeah. I, I will say I think you made the right decision to not try to edit <laughs> on trail I cannot imagine oh my god I have no, I've, I haven't done the PCT. I don't know what it would be like, but I cannot imagine editing out there while hiking. Yeah, I seriously commend anybody who does that out there to be able to hike and edit, you know, get their miles in, and then have enough motivation to edit and upload videos, even if they know it's just their family seeing it. You know, like that takes a lot of willpower. Even on the phone, that would be tough to keep up with. I can't imagine anyone trying to do anything with a laptop. I don't know how that's even possible, so. Yeah, or as people carry iPads, it's, oh, it's, it's a whole thing. Man. So let, let's talk about the other filmmakers on the trail. Do you, do you think you had three cameras? Phone, uh, the Pocket, and a Sony A7S Mark II, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, used my phone mainly for... I didn't use any... Oh, okay, maybe I used one phone clip. Um, I've used one phone clip. Mm -hmm. I didn't really see that as my camera. Okay. I guess I saw it more as a... Um, social media Instagram story kind of tool yeah um but yeah so my main two cameras were yeah the little Osmo pocket and the Sony A7S cool Mark II yes what? but uh your brother had a very very similar oh, he had the A6 300 I think yeah one of those mid mid-range cameras yeah similar body yeah but he, I think he had three lenses which is insane did you have multiple lenses or just oh. one no, no, I had one 35 mil and I thought he was yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, sorry, cut in a little bit with your with your brother there, but I think that's a pretty crazy story <laughs> to me. Yeah, so we, we, could, we can talk about that real quick. So I know about you because when I went to visit my brother, Curtis, on the trail, who was hiking the same PCT, mm -hmm. um, we ran into the blob the blob was a group of what like a dozen people yes too many, and too many. uh and you were in there so uh i got to say hi to you um at crater lake i think yeah 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 that was it was insane because um i guess i've you know been around skulking around youtube for some <laughs> years now and um I think it was like kind of peak Casey Neistat era, 
um, where I saw Sarah Dietschy's video, mm -hmm. um, where she'd made a kind of, um, what do you call it? Like a... How to Casey? Yeah, how did Casey Neistat? And I saw that video, and I think it was through her videos or vlogs that I found that I'd seen you appear in a video. Mm -hmm. And then through that, I'd seen some of your videos on YouTube. So I remember when I first met Shepard, which is what I called him <laughs> on trail, um, I thought there was something familiar about him. I was like, he looks kind of familiar, but I have no idea what from. Um, and then uh, somehow through conversation, it was discovered. It was like, oh, Wait, your brother? Is that YouTuber that I used to watch? <laughs> that is insane, yeah. And then I remember seeing you on the trail. You were trying to catch him or yeah. surprise him or something. And I just remember seeing this dude, fully dressed in black, carrying a camera with a road mic attached to the top. <laughs> and I think I was the only one who noticed because I thought that guy, if there was ever going to be a YouTuber on trail, that's exactly what he would look like. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was you. <laughs> and then later, yeah, we discovered that you'd... Uh, tracked him down that's funny and caught up to him it was a fun day and i'll be honest that was the most i've ever hiked in my life that was 42 miles that yeah day. that is massive to go from yeah not hiking every day to just doing a 42 it's pretty insane yeah and it was such a it was such a wonderful experience into the world of uh hiker trash oh my god yeah seriously <laughs> we y'all just... were wild yeah <laughs> Well, that's that's uh, potentially going to be you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I haven't made any kind of public announcement, but I, I think I should use this as a little, little, little tiny announcement for anyone who is listening to the podcast. But yeah, I'm doing the PCT this year officially. Super pumped. I'm not going to announce my start date because I want to keep that a little secret. But yeah, I'm pumped. That is so exciting. Keep the creepers at bay. Um, yeah. No. Man, I'm pumped for you. Uh, yeah. I just, so, so other mm -hmm. filmmakers on the trail, I, I'm very curious to know what the etiquette was, how many other people you saw filming as intensely as you were. Like, what was it like out there? Um, it's funny. I didn't really see anybody else filming. Um, really? It's funny because there's the misconception i guess it's probably through my videos you see a lot of people um but a lot of the times you're filming and you don't see anybody else um <laughs> and i guess i was comfortable filming um within the blob because you know i built all these relationships um, so I was happy and they were happy for me to just be filming. Um, I did double check with them after and I was like, guys, was I, um, annoying filming? And they're like, most of the time we didn't notice. And I was like, okay, great. Uh. That's exactly, exactly <laughs> what I wanted. Um, just the creeper cam in the corner. Um, yeah. In terms of seeing other people, I didn't really notice it at all unless I was, um, I did hike with Irish, um, a guy called Irish. Mm -hmm from day one till just up until over halfway. Mm -hmm. And he filmed a lot on his phone. So we would see each other filming and that was cool because you know we were hiking together and we were really comfortable filming it in front of each other. But I guess there is in some ways a general etiquette that if you don't know the person, maybe you just won't really yeah. be filming blatantly in front of them because I guess I never had that experience. Um, uh -huh. And I guess I probably, without thinking, avoided filming in front of people I didn't know 
There was one shot where there was legit like six dogs. Someone was walking like six and most oh, of them were golden goodness. retrievers. How yes. many dogs on the trail? Oh, so many dogs. It's so cool because in New Zealand, a lot of the trails you can't take your dogs on because um, because of the native birds. They're so protected that you can't take yeah your mm. dogs on the trail. Um, so it's really rare to see, you know, these cute dogs coming up and down the trail. So I was always so excited to see mm-hmm. people with them. And there are a lot and so many yeah. beautiful ones. I tried to put at least one dog in every film I shoot. Like it's something I definitely go out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very important. Yeah, I saw you one where the dog was following you. That was incredible. That's like dream hike. yeah that was a magical hike just because of that little pup but turns out some woman i think two weeks after that trip uh had the same experience you know hiking the dog followed her and then she took the dog back to the u.s which is kind of kind of crazy yeah i don't know how i don't know how i feel about that but you know so many people were like hitting me up and letting me know and leaving comments they're like some woman took ghost (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh do you think you'll try find them and just no. reunite with ghosts i thought i thought about it and i thought that'd be like really kind of crazy but yeah I- i'm sure he's fine whatever yeah. it's it is what it is oh yeah i see the two sides to that because then now other people might not experience that with ghosts but at the same time he's in a loving home yeah 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 so um I am curious to know about the sponsored food. So can you talk about, you got like some packages on trail. Was that set up or what was that situation? Yeah, um, I saw this uh, company called Joe's Chocolate and they had um, started this thing, I think this was the second year of it, called the Caveman Dirtbag Sponsorship. And they were sponsoring Hmm. four hikers, sending them eight resupply boxes throughout the trail. Um, and you know would help out with gear um, and provide some cash and I saw that just before I was leaving I was like I am going for this because I will take any help I can get (laughs) Um, yeah especially coming internationally I guess you just have a couple more costs to think about Um, and also planning for food just seems once you get there it is actually fine you don't need to worry about it but it just seems a lot more intimidating when you are um, mm-hmm. coming from overseas, I guess. Um, yeah, so I applied for it and I got it and, um, it just meant throughout the trail, they sent me, um, at eight different spots, they sent me a resupply box and because the company is a chocolate company, it was this caffeinated, incredible chocolate. <laughs> um, and I would get way too much of it. So I always had a lot of friends, um, when I got those boxes. Which is right. Great. It just meant I always had, <laughs> I would always have some friends out there. I am curious to go back to your kit once again. Um, mm-hmm. How much did you film with that one-two combo? The little tiny Osmo pocket and the handheld uh, single lens mirrorless camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the pocket an addition to the hike because you wanted to have something small and, and a gimbal? Or is that something you've been using for a while? Um, yeah, no, so that was definitely an addition. I bought it, um, I was actually doing a big South Island, uh, road trip and hiking trip in January before I did the trail. Uh And I thought that would be a really cool thing to film. 
and also practice with the little pocket. Um, and so I did buy it with the trail in mind, um, just because I wanted something lightweight. You know, you see everything, all the gear is lightweight or ultralight, yeah, right? Yeah. So you can get your pack, your tent, your sleeping pad, your quilts, all of that gets really, really lightweight. The only thing that doesn't is your camera gear. And um, I guess for me, that was my attempt at seeing how lightweight I could go um, and still get some some good results. Um, obviously, I still took my um, Sony, but just seeing the capabilities of a smaller camera was um, fun to test out. And in terms of how much I filmed, I, um, I filmed a lot. And in terms of <laughs> gigs, I... If I look at it, I'm just going to try bring it up somewhere. I I couldn't... Okay, it's still calculating size. Okay, there we go. It's uh, 386 gigabytes. Oh, okay. Um, That's not too bad. Footage. Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't ridiculous. It sounds like a lot, obviously, in one go, but it is also four and a half months mm. of filming pretty much every day. Towards the end, my filming um, yeah, went completely downhill um, because it really was just... You know, you're either just actually just walking yeah. and trying to get in miles or you're just trying to enjoy that those last moments. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there were moments when you filmed a lot and then moments where you filmed nothing at all. Do, do you remember certain stretches of days where you just had no motivation to capture anything? Maybe in Northern California? <laughs> <laughs> NorCal, classic. Um, yeah, NorCal... I NorCal wasn't too bad. I was still in kind of the the I still had a bit of momentum with filming. Okay. Um but I did kind of change who I was hiking with at that point. So I probably retracted a little bit because you know, you're still getting to know people and I think it's always important to for people to feel comfortable with you before you pull out a camera. Um mm -hmm. Which can literally happen in a day on trail. You know, a day is a lifetime out there. Um, and then Oregon, I know for sure, is where I filmed the least. The, the least. We were walking just, <laughs> I don't know, I think we averaged 40-mile days. And some days were bigger, some days were barely smaller. But it was just, that was all about the walking. It was walking, it was kind of work hard, play hard mentality mm -hmm. where it would walk. Uh, yeah, a lot of miles just to get to town um, yep. and enjoy, you know, all that town has to offer as much as we could <laughs> and then um, leave again and just go full speed. So those are stretches I definitely um, stopped filming a lot. Even though we did meet on the trail, it was great getting to talk more in depth and to get to know each other a bit on this phone call. So... Thank you so much for taking that time, and uh, I think you should definitely subscribe to her channel, follow her on Instagram, and make sure to check out the series that she made, all of the chapters. They're really great. I still have a couple more months before I start the PCT, but I'm trying to think about my pace. I guess that's what I'm most worried about. Like, how much should I shoot while hiking? Uh, because I've never really hiked for longer than a week, and four months is a really ambitious hike just to hike, let alone to shoot a video while doing it. I would say most people are just hiking and maybe taking photos to remember, but very few, like she mentioned, are actual filmmakers producing a series while hiking. 
So I have lightened my filmmaking kit to prepare for the PCT. If you follow my channel, you know I've been shooting Sony for a very long time now, a couple years, um, with the 16-35 f2.8 with a large mirrorless Sony body, and I thought it was a little bit too heavy. It was ready for a change. So I'm actually switching to the Sony RX100 Mark 7, which some would say is a prosumer, maybe even consumer camera, point and shoot. It's got a fixed lens. Uh, it's not as wide as the 16 millimeter, but I think it's wide enough. And especially with hiking videos on a tripod, you know, I've been shooting a bit tighter than usual, so it should be okay. It will be interesting having a telephoto lens. Uh, it will be a little difficult with low light on this camera, and I will be using an onboard microphone. So a couple changes, but it's four months of hiking. I don't want to be bringing a huge, heavy camera. And plus, I'm a little stubborn as a filmmaker, a minimalist. I like to prove that you don't need to do crazy color correction, crazy effects, transitions. You don't need these big, expensive camera kits to make beautiful stuff. I'm also switching out my drone. So I just got the DJI Mavic Mini, which is very small and definitely a drop in quality and reception while flying with the controller. But once again, I've got to go ultra minimal, very lightweight, and I would love to see if I could make something cool with such a cheap and small kit. The biggest thing that I'll be carrying though is the tripod. I just really love my silent film series. I really love setting up static shots out in nature, and I like walking past the camera. That's kind of my thing. So it's a bit tougher to bring a tripod for that length of time, especially one that can get up to five feet. And just like she mentioned, I think it's a bit crazy uh, to try to edit while hiking. I would much rather just hike, capture footage, and enjoy the experience and then edit after the fact. So I think you're gonna have to be okay with the fact that I'm not gonna upload for maybe three or four months, but what will I edit? I'm thinking about making one flagship silent hiking film with multiple chaptered vlogs with behind the scenes and advice and talking. I'm definitely going to have a mix between the silent normal hiking cinematic and then more vloggy, talky, fun stuff. We'll see. I got to figure it out. BA, the podcast is back. I, I really do want to keep recording these and updating you as well as recording interviews with creatives and friends and people that I think are interesting like this. And I won't be able to make any podcasts while on trail, but I will update as much as I can in other ways. There will be opportunities to link up with me on the trail, maybe at Yosemite, definitely PCT days up in Oregon. And I will post those dates and locations on YouTube or Instagram or wherever you're following me.